It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers postgame podcast. It's a victory podcast. It's late. Who cares? The Steelers find a way to win 29-27 to over the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football, and all those streaks continue. Mike Tomlin ends the streak, finally beats the Bears. The Steelers' Monday Night Football at home streak continues. They've now won 50 Monday Night Football games. Anyways, let's bring in the other two guys that know a lot about the Steelers. <laughs> Brian Anthony Davis, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad that we're smiling, but gosh, this feels weird. <laughs> this is a weird <laughs> night, and Ben called it strange but sweet on his post-game interview, and I guess that's what I'm going with tonight. There you go. Dave Schofield, welcome to the show. I I don't know what I'm doing right now. I don't know how I'm feeling. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but I, I can I open this up this discussion up. I want to read a comment on behindthesteelcurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> it's not to be on, good. <laughs> on, on, on the knee-jerk reaction article, because Already? I was I was Already? filling in. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a no, bunch no, no, of no. It. Okay, so this isn't a comment on the article. No, this someone just, commented okay. on the article. Oh, already. Oh, there's, oh, there's a bunch of comments already. <laughs> I mean, that's that article. But I was filling in tonight. I, I started off by saying, you know, I reach over the top rope and get my hand slapped to come in to, to, to cover this tonight because my brother was at the game. So I was covering it for him. But here, KD Steele says this. On a week when Dallas got whooped, the Bills got pooped on, and the world turned upside down, can we all be happy we got a win? 
I you took me by surprise that I was not expecting a positive comment. Yeah, no. <laughs> that, but but no, that's that's it. It's like, oh my goodness, yes, it was ugly. Oh my goodness, was there so many things that could have gone wrong? Oh my goodness, this, that, or the other thing. Almost handed it away. All those other things. Bottom line is, at the end of the night, if one one tally goes in the win column. That's that's what matters. You're right. Let's start with knee jerk reactions, Brian. I want to get yours first. Go ahead. Knee-jerk reaction was, yeah, they won that game. The penalties were crazy going for one team and not the other. Pokemon King for the win. Yes, the Pokemon (laughs) King. I, uh, you know, I'm not giving it back. That's all I'm going to say. But it seemed like like for once we could actually say, hey, calls were not against the Steelers. Dave, your knee-jerk reaction? Um, one of the last things I wrote is the jerk reaction article. I have no idea what to think right now. <laughs> I really don't because I mean, I want to think back to like Pat Fermu scoring two touchdowns. Doesn't that seem like that was forever ago? Doesn't it seem like it was a whole different game? It was like that game. It completely changed. I mean, the Steelers had opportunities to, to, I mean, renegade came through in a big way. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're, they're getting the calls aren't going against them. If you know what I mean, I'm not saying they were bad calls. I'm just saying that, that things weren't, it's not like everything was piled on, piled on. And then you get the, the, the touchdown given up on a, on a punt return and just crazy stuff. It doesn't even seem like that was all from the same football game right now. I'm going to say this, you know, and those that have listened to my podcast, whether it's on YouTube or an audio form, know that, you know, I have, I had over a decade's experience as a head coach, not in, not in football, but anytime you coach in in high school or above, I feel like there's certain experiences you gather and you glean from over the years. There were always games where my team would be playing a game where you knew they were, you were the better team. And it just felt like everything at times was going against you, not the entire time, but there were just fluky plays that happened. And you were times you kind of got your team together. Said, let's just find a way to win this game and let's get the heck out of the stadium. And then we'll <laughs> deal with everything later. Like, seriously, let's just win the game, get on the bus, go home. And a lot of times you did find a way to win. And you were, you got on the bus, you said, Hey, that was ugly, but let's go. Let's burn the tape and let's move on. And I think that's what the Steelers should do here in, in some regards. There's no need to dwell. I think what happened, if you're trying to pinpoint what happened, I think on defense, the Steelers really got stuck with a mobile quarterback that they didn't know how to, how to, how to you know, they, they could never really pin their ears back because Justin Fields was, he's so dynamic. He rushed for 100 yards last week, uh, was also throwing the ball very well downfield, and he was exposing some of the weaknesses in the secondary when the pass rush doesn't get home. And on top of that, offensively, I just felt like the Steelers never got into a rhythm. The offensive line was getting manhandled, everyone from more to Dotson, to Green. Turner had his lapses. Okorafor might be the only guy I didn't notice having a huge major gaffe in the game. And you know something Dave and I spoke about on, on Let's Ride on Monday is what's it going to take for Zach Banner to get in the lineup? We might have just seen it. I mean, let's be honest. We might have just seen it. They might be looking to shake it up somehow. Maybe they move Chooks to left. Maybe they put Zach Banner right. We'll see. But I, I'm not going to complain. Like, the Steelers, I, I got to be honest, I was watching the game with my wife. Kids are in bed. I had this calm over me. I, I knew they were going to find a way to win. When the Bears scored so early, I was like, 
I think they're going to drive down and kick the game-winning field goal. I didn't want the Bears to get the ball back, but nonetheless, they did. All right, we have some super chats to get through. We'll, we'll talk about this. Trust me, Wilson Pava gives us nine ninety nine. Is a bad Steelers team dominates this game. A good Steelers team either loses or wins ugly. Najee and Muth are absolute gems. Ray Ray is a lump of coal. We definitely need a new kick returner and D line depth. Go Steelers! Thank you for the tip. Appreciate that, Wilson. All right, here we go. The Lost River Dinin gives us Dinin gives us a dollar ninety nine. Driving, I'm sorry. Ben delivered in the in the clutch. That's a big deal. You bet, you yeah. bet it is a big deal. Steel Dog 88 gives us $5. What happened to Norwood in this game? Seems Millette got them got more snaps. Well, Norwood was in at the end, the very end, when they went prevent to try to keep them off the uh, scoreboard. All right, here we go. Tyler W gives us $5. 24, two, what is this stat, Dave or Brian? Anyone? 243-0-2. Is that at leading in the fourth, going into the fourth or something like that? Anyone? Yeah, 14-point lead in yes. the fourth quarter is what I think it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeesh. I wouldn't, a, ooh, I wouldn't be bragging about that one. Now, but didn't they score on, like, one of the first plays of the quarter? Weren't they set up the, the Bears? Weren't they like right there at the cusp to score the fourth quarter? Uh, they they were in, in nearing the red zone. I think that was when he hit uh, Komet like two times, and then they ran it in. No, Maybe no, no. They scored in. on the second play of the quarter. They oh, were okay. yeah, you're right. They were at the 43, and then he throws the the deep ball to, to Graham, and then then it was the the Wildcat touchdown. Anyone, anyone else not know that Jimmy Graham was still in the NFL? I didn't. Uh, I I knew he was there from Coach Tomlin's press conference. That was the only uh, reason I knew he was go. still on this there team. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Let's. Anything else you want to talk about before we get into the stat line? I feel like Brian's barely hanging on. Brian, you gonna you gonna be good? You get. Oh no! Get I'm through this. Oh, I'm feeling good. <laughs> I, I am feeling. Wait. You know, I'm feeling great. I'm just. Uh, do you want me to make the announcement? I'll make the announcement. I know everybody wants to know. I know. I was sure this whole game. Yeah, I, was, I ended up being shirtless the entire game. Really? So, yes, I uh, my uh, wasn't feeling well to go out, and uh, I ended up not going out. And I uh, I just took the shirt off. I froze, but <laughs> no, I, I did it. Now I'm not doing it next week. They they've got to do it on their own. They they don't need my uh, my shirtlessness. To uh, win next week, they they have to do it because I'm going to the game and I'm not I'm not doing that in public. Brian will be the one representing the 122 crew next week. Brian will be in my seats. Well, technically, Brian, the streak does not live or die by your shirtlessness, based on the fact that they did win. Was it Sunday Night Football against Seattle? You went to someone else's home. And he has to be shirtless if he's in his house. Yes, that's, that's the it. Rule. There it is. There yeah. it is. Bingo. Nailed it. All right. Tyler W gives us another $5. Says, Hail Pokemon, the Pokemon King. Cassius Marsh. Um, I really don't want to spend too much time on that. And, and ESPN, just goodness gracious, oh. will not let it go. And that broadcast was painful, by the way. Uh, it had no bearing on the game. The Steelers didn't score points off of that. They, no, they ended up punting the ball back. Didn't they? I thought they? they got a field goal on that one. I, 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 I thought that was the – did they, Brian? I think they did. Mm, and the plot thickens. All right, Andrew Paladino gives us four ninety nine. Says, "All right, I'm I'm going to say it. The officiating was god awful, but to be favored by the refs for once actually felt pretty great. Ugly, ugly win. The officiating was not good. 
but it, there were still times where you get that. There were some phantom calls, you know, the taunting. There was another call that people on ESPN were all up in arms about. Whatever. Uh, we Did like Beck to get that first down. It was close. His knee yeah. was down, but yeah. the ball would have been close. It would have been yeah. really close. I mean, there was plenty of times that I saw that I'm like, how did they miss that? Like the James Washington play where they, they ended up getting a first down, but I'm like, the replay obviously showed he didn't step out of bounds. It was way past the the, the sticks, and they marked him a yard short. Yeah. Um, holds, all kinds of crazy Well, stuff. let's get oh, well. into the box score. Let's not gripe too much about officiating. They were really on the Steelers' side. Let's talk about Ben Roethlisberger on the offense. Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger, BTR. Very efficient game, 21 to 30. That fits right into my perfect 25 to 35 range. Nice and neat there. 205 yards, 6.8 average, two touchdowns, no interceptions, four sacks for 30 yards with a rating of 111.1. We don't have to grade it. If you want to, you can. Otherwise, Brian, what do you think about BTR's performance on Monday night? I really liked his performance. His biggest problem was the fact that he was getting attacked and he was he was getting sacked four times, which should have been the other way around. The Steelers should have been been having having the majority of the sacks. So, yeah, I I really did not have a problem with Ben's game whatsoever. In fact, I would put him up up there as one of the stars of the game. There you go. Dave, what do you think about BTR? I think he did what he had to do to win the Steelers a football game. That's, you know, even being the numbers guy, the stats guy, I'm just saying Ben Roethlisberger did what he had to do despite, you know, taking taking some hits. And, like, when he got shook up, I think that – I think he his head hit Dan Moore's leg all the way down or something like that. But, I mean, he took some hits. He came through. He ran the ball. Um, I you 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 looked at you know the Bears would have been nice to not get a chance to kick that field goal at the end. And it's all because the Steelers spiked it on at, at the end. But he was trying to catch him on the field. Was a guy was running off. They just didn't realize that the Bears were trying to play the play that play with ten players. Um, good decisions. Didn't throw any interceptions. Didn't fumble the ball at all when he was sacked. That's what I like to see out of this quarterback. I mean, I probably would have give. I'd probably give Ben if I was grading him a B. Yeah. It was a pretty good performance. Yeah. Like I said, it was efficient. Uh, you know, didn't throw it a ton. Didn't have to. They got good field position early in the game. Took advantage. Uh, red zone. They were perfect in the red zone. Obviously, Roethlisberger delivering two passes to Pat Fryermuth for touchdown. So, I'm not going to complain about Ben too much in this game. Uh, let's get this super chat up here. Lifelong fan 07 gives us 499. Says Steelers played well in the first half, but the injury to Bugs and Claypool made it difficult. Yes, uh, Mike Tomlin did allude to an injury to Chase Claypool. I want to say an ankle, but he said he'll have more information tomorrow. He came Tuesday. back in for a few plays, yeah, but and then, then he couldn't back come back out, on yeah. the next drive. You're right. Uh, Bugs went back in, didn't he? I don't know. I I'm don't pretty sure he did because okay. I, yeah. I get very distracted during the games for a lot yes. of reasons. Brandon Keene, 499, says, doesn't this season feel more like what we had seen the last 10 years compared to crazy 2020? We are back riding the Stiller coaster ride. This this game, this team is a roller coaster ride for mm -hmm. sure. For sure. All right, let's go to the running attack. Uh, Najee Harris, 22 carries for 62 yards, a 2.8 average. Yikes. One touchdown with a long of 13. The Steelers ended up rushing over 100 yards, 32 carries for 105, 3.3 average. Uh, let's talk about the running game. Brian, go ahead. 
I thought it looked great at times, and then he was getting stuffed in situations, but I felt like it wasn't Najee, and that maybe I'm making excuses for Najee. Maybe I'm a Najee apologist, a Najee apologist. But with that being said, I don't think that uh, he really had a bad game. He was not focused on, but he had a lot of you know big runs too. But there's times when there wasn't a hole that, I mean, gosh, there wasn't a hole that I could have run for. And I'm dynamic when I'm running the football. Shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, grease, I grease up pretty good. Grease lightning. All right, uh, Dave, what do you think about uh, Najee Jerome Harris and or the running attack? <laughs> well, well, 21. 21 straight games now that the Steelers have won when they've rushed for over 100 yards. So... Since they went over 100, I guess it. I guess it still counts. Um, I wanted to see this. The Steelers just control the the game with the run. Uh, they weren't able to do that. But man, I mean, there was just times where I'm like, Najee's got nothing, and he, you know, he he sidesteps, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's got 12 or 13 yards um, on a play that he really should have had nothing. He did not have anywhere to really run tonight. So a lot of the yards that he got were things that where he just kind of did it on his own. Yeah. The offensive line did not get much push in this game and open. Not like holes. the last two. No, no, the 62 yards he earned every single one of them. And there were a lot of negative plays more than we had seen during the three game stretch. So I thought Najee Harris, it's what you have come to expect. You know, he's protecting the football. He's taking care of things. He's getting something out of nothing. So there you go. Uh, Shield 91 gives us $5. Has tired tried getting into a Hawaiian bar for the last quarter, but waited too long. Thank God for free phone football. Win is a win is a win. Shield 91 hit me on Twitter. He goes, I'm in Hawaii. Your live tweets are helping me. I said, don't talk to me anymore. Like, seriously. I'm sitting in Maryland on my couch watching a TV, and you're in Hawaii watching. Get out of here. Reading Get your tweets. Yeah, reading my tweets. What's wrong with this picture? All right. <laughs> Whew. Okay, let's go to the receiving core now. Deontay Johnson leads five catches, 56 yards. Pat Fryermuth, five for 43, two touchdowns. Both of those players were targeted six times. And then James Washington, one catch for 42 yards. Chase Claypool, three for 30. Najee, three for 16. They end up 21 receptions for 205. Uh, Brian, what do you think about the receiving core? Pass catchers. You know what? The pass catchers, it's interesting. We said this a long time ago. We even said this last year when Claypool came into the mix and you had all of these receivers. They, this is a team that's going to mix it around. You're not going to have that that WR1 that you always want. I mean, that everybody seems to crave, but you don't need. With this group, when it's spread around, when you have all these guys you can count on, I mean, we saw Washington catch a, good, a big ball. We saw a big first down from Claypool. Of course, Deontay had a huge first down for that team. Big play by Washington uh, with the 42-yarder, which was really strange. Ben had so much time, and one of the truest things that the announcing team from ESPN said all night is it's really rare to see a ball go 42 yards after a quarterback's running around like that. And so that's probably the uh, the only thing I'm going to give them credit for all night. But, you, you know, I mean, I love what they have. And then you have a guy, they, they showed them meeting before the game. I saw it on Twitter. There was a meeting between Pat Fryermuth and Heath Miller. So Pat Fryer Heath had two touchdowns. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I thought he was awesome. 
tonight. And I think that opens up this team for so much more now too. You've got that weapon. So if you're not seeing a hundred yard game from a receiver, don't fret. It doesn't matter. As long as you you see a lot of forties and fifties from everybody else. Well, I'll tell you what, Pat Frymuth is going to, he's getting close to the middle name treatment. I mean, pretty soon we're going to have to know his middle name. Like we know Trent Jordan and Benjamin Todd and Najee Jerome. So <laughs> Keep that in mind. Um, Tom Muir gives us a dollar. He says one dollar for each W in the streak. I had a heart attack. Tom used to give us a dollar for every win. Now it's just in the streak. He's getting cheap. Don't do that to Tom. <laughs> Thank you for the tip. Dave, go ahead and talk about the pass catchers. Um, you've kind of got to like the whole notion that for these guys, they would probably love to have the big numbers, but Man, who are you gonna stop? You know, you gonna try to stop Fairmouth, you gonna start try to stop Claypool, Deontay Johnson. I mean, James Washington, yeah, only had the one catch for 42 yards, and it's because he was, you know, had the heads up to come back to the ball because you know, Ben rolling out. He was just about where I thought he was gonna get that ball knocked out from behind before he threw it when he was, you know, queuing up to, to heave it. I was just happy to see that end up being a completion. I just I, I I, what was there? Maybe nobody had more than two non-catches when they were targeted. You know what I'm saying? It's not like someone was targeted 10 times yeah. and had four receptions. So you, you got to like the efficiency. You got to like guys just doing what they need to do to win the friggin' game. On a day where Derek Watt and Kevin Rader even find their way on the reception <laughs> ledger. How about that? Take that. Um, the Steelers receiving core did their job. Uh, Dave, that's kind of what you alluded to there. I mean, the ball went mm -hmm. their way. They, they they brought it down more often than not. Chase Claypool had a good 50-50 back shoulder catch. James Washington, we know the 42-yard. Deontay Johnson, that play looked eerily similar to the same play they ran against the Browns that kind of clinched the win against Cleveland. Um, where Honestly, I thought the, the one to Claypool where he got hurt had the potential to look like that. And they made the, the, the diving spinning tackle and hurt yeah. his ankle. Yeah. So we'll see. It's a short week now for the Steelers. Mike Tomlin will meet with the media on Tuesday. We'll have all that coverage for you behind the steel curtain.com. So make sure you follow us there and on our podcast platform. Uh, it's going to be a quick turnaround. So we're going to get to you everything we can. Now let's talk about the position group that I think needs the most attention on the offensive side of the football. And that is the offensive line. Uh, they did surrender those two sacks. I'm sorry, four sacks to Ben Roethlisberger. When I look at quarterback hits, though, five quarterback hits for the Chicago Bears. Uh, I just did not like the way the offensive Kendrick Green, I thought, was played. a. Maybe I shouldn't say played a really bad game. Uh, struggled but, at times. Struggled at times. <laughs> Inconsistent. Well, he got manhandled. I mean, let's yeah. call a spade a spade. I mean, yeah. these are grown men. I'm watching the game with my wife. She always says these asinine things sometimes. And she says, that guy looks like a veteran. And they were talking about uh, Robert Quinn. And it's because he is a veteran. And it's kind of, you know, you think about like, if you're, remember when you were in high school and you were a freshman and you saw a senior, like that guy's a beard. Like that's a man. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm a, I don't even have facial hair yet. And you're going up against, it's Kendra Green. He's a rookie third round pick going up against these grown, you know what, men. And sometimes you're going to be on the losing end of that battle. I thought the defensive front for the uh, Bears did really well, minus Cleo Mack. But, Brian, I want to get your take uh, on the offensive line. What is it? I thought it was a step back tonight. I really, uh, you know, I thought uh, 
Najee could have had a much better stat line. Stat line doesn't matter, but if Najee's running the ball better, then you, you're putting together some second-half drives where the defense isn't on the field that long, and you're you're not in the peril that you are. I mean, they were doing a lot of passing in the fourth quarter where they didn't need to be, and I think the offensive line, you know, when we're talking about the rush, you know, Najee wasn't getting the yards, and it was because of that, and Dave alluded to that. And Ben was getting crushed. I mean, all those hits, you know, I'm glad that he's he's upright right now. But, you know, four sacks, and, I mean, things could have been worse in this game. They could have been a lot worse in this game with everything that happened. Um, but the offensive line was suspect tonight. So if we're grading them, they're not getting a, a very high grade from me. I like the direction they were going into tonight. It just felt like, here we go again. Yeah. I want to get Tom's $5 tip. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he says, here's one dollar for every win, Jeff. Impatient much? Yes, I'm very impatient. That's <laughs> my wife. Moore had his toughest game tonight. I agree. Hopefully we start trending up. Dave, I want to get your take on the offensive line as you are an offensive line man, former and coach the position. What are your thoughts? Well, like the first sack that Dan Moore gave up, I, I put it on Twitter. I didn't put much on Twitter because I was doing knee jerk. Um, he got his feet crossed. That's what happened. He got his, and you can't get your feet crossed as an offensive lineman because then the only thing, that's why he looked like he was reaching. It's because he got his feet crossed and he couldn't step to make the block. That's something that's going to, you know, you can't do as, as an offensive lineman, but something that you've got to get down. You know, he's a young player. Things like that are going to happen. Then you had the the completely blown, I would say, on Trey Turner, where he where the, the blitz came right up untouched and blew up Roethlisberger for like a nine yard loss um, in a in a really key spot there. Um, it was just a miscommunication. Bottom line is the offensive line did not play well tonight compared to the last two weeks. I'm going to ask you guys this: the Steelers managed to win, and if they were going to win and going to win in a squeaker. Don't you almost want to say, don't you, aren't you almost kind of glad that the offensive line got a reality check tonight? You know, but they still got a win, you know, much better than coming out and the Steelers getting, getting a blowout and, and things like that. And I mean, of course, us as fans won it. But if you want to think about going forward next week on a short week against Detroit, who hasn't won a game, but the Steelers are in a short week, Detroit's coming on in a buy, off a bye. Wouldn't you like to, to say, hey, Look, we've got to stay with this. We can't take anything that we're doing for granted. Yes, you've got some pra- you had some praise going into last week with your improvements, but that doesn't mean anything until the until the next game. The next game means everything. So now you've got to turn it around and step up and do what you can do um, next week in order to keep this rolling and just be grateful that you got to win. What do you think about that, Brian? Yeah, you know what? I'll take the win, and he's right. You know, if you're in a situation where the offensive line lets you down, but you still did escape, then hey, they did enough to help you win this game, and it's back to the drawing board. This is a teaching moment for this offensive line. So I would definitely, I, I would definitely subscribe to that same thing. If the offensive line lets you down and they lose the game because of it then you've got a lot of problems. So if you could win in spite of them, that's great. 
now you you continue to try to clean that up. Now it's it's not a situation where you know you got to realize we're eight games into this experimental offensive line, and it's still a work in progress. And sometimes work in progress is there's ebbs and flows, and tonight was definitely uh, one of those situations where you're like, "Ugh, okay, it's not what we want," but. We got the desired effect. So it all goes back to my age-old 2 a.m. theory. You just take it. <laughs> um, Dave, to answer your question, for me, I, I as, as, you know, as a coach, I was always very big on these type of victories and these type of performances and the, the gut checks. As a coach, if you could find – in a game like this, if you can find a way to win – and it's a way that you can kind of say, hey, you all started reading the uh, paper clippings a little bit. You all started listening to all those behind the steel curtain podcasts saying how good you were. Well, guess what happened? I mean, you just got smacked in the face on Monday Night Football. And if it weren't for a game winning drive, you would have lost. And think about that. So I think that it would be it's, it's going to be good for this team in a lot of ways. The offensive line in particular, uh, they're going to have to continue to work their tails off. It's not going to come easy. There's no doubt about it. I thought Kendrick Green, like I said, he was, my gosh, sometimes Najee Harris got the football and Kendrick Green was like in his lap. He was yeah. getting pushed directly back. You could see by the end of the game, Matt Canada, and rightfully so, had no confidence running the ball on in the interior. They, they, they had no, they were getting nothing in that in that area. And honestly, they weren't getting much outside either. It, it was tough. It was tough sledding. I felt like the, the Chicago Bears, kudos to them. They did a great job keeping the Steelers' offense off balance. They never got into a rhythm. There was never any, uh, you know, continuity in what they were doing. I literally felt like they were just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing if anything stuck, and nothing did. And they were able to piece together 29 points in a win. So there you have it. All right, anything else about the offense before we take a quick break, Brian? No, I, I tell you what, I'm uh, I'm satisfied with the way we've explained it, Jeff. <laughs> there you go. Dave, you good? Um, I don't know. It's almost 1230. I'm fine. That's right. That's <laughs> right. We're fine. And we'll be right back. If you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, don't go anywhere. We're not going anywhere. If you're listening on the podcast side, head over to part two, where we talk about the defense, special teams, a lot to talk about there. And our final thoughts. Be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.